You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you go back to two episodes ago, before I went on vacation, I did a whole thing about spring training. Like That was where I was headed before I went on to vacation, or technically where my vacation was. So... As I mentioned in that pod, it was a working vacation or vacationing work, whatever you want to call it. I was in Arizona. Arizona is a happy place for me. I enjoy going down there. I like looking at Red Rocks. I like a lot of the places down there. It feels like Chicago in a lot of ways. There's 300 days of sunshine. And in February, even though we've had a pretty mild winter, Including, as I'm recording this, you know, I've, I've been outside the last couple of days, which is good for it to be the end of February and the beginning of March in Chicago. So I take that as a victory. Anyway, while I was in Arizona, though, you're getting 70 to 80 degree weather with mostly sunshine. I'll get back to that in a minute. And I told you I was going to let you know kind of what I saw and some of the things that I thought were interesting. So here we go. I had a good time. I I had a good time while I was there, and I had a good time from a baseball standpoint. The first thing I was trying to do was figure out how much of my time I was going to spend at ballparks because I was on vacation, and I didn't want to be sitting there working. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wanted to enjoy the sunshine and listen to music, sit by a fire, and I accomplish all that, eat good food, I accomplish all that. But baseball days and spring training are really long, and they start early. Did I want to get up early to, to go and be a part of this? So I was trying to figure out the schedules, and, and Shane Reardon, who is our sports director, so he's the guy that's underneath our programming director, he handles a lot of the credential stuff. And I said, well, I'm going to be there for three days because I wasn't sure if I was going to go back. It turns out I am going to go back. I'm going to go back the 11th, 12th, and 13th. And I actually do my shows, which is super cool. I'm going to do one show from Sloan and one show from Camelback Ranch because the Cubs and White Sox are going to play each other at Camelback Ranch on that Friday, and I'm doing my show from there. So to me, that's like super dope. I'm trying to figure out, well, how can I allocate my time? Do I spend most of my time at Cubs because I'm going to be closer to Cubs in Scottsdale, which is where I prefer to stay? In Paradise Valley, Phoenix, or Scottsdale is usually where I stay when I go out there. And it's super close. Like a, a lot of the ball, like I was in walking distance of the Giants ballpark 
and Giants fans, like, they roll deep in Scottsdale. Giants fans and Dodgers fans, even though the Dodgers are way out in Glendale where the, the White Sox are. So trying to figure out how I was going to do all this stuff, including seeing the Angel, because I wanted to talk with Joe Madden. It turned out that that was the, like, looking at their the way that they set up their schedule, and the Angels are really good about, here's what we're doing, here's the time breakdown of it, this is when you need to be there, that sort of thing. It was a real different pace than the two teams that I cover here. It really, really was. You're talking about the best player in the game, in Mike Trout, a manager with a, a tremendous amount of charisma, in Joe Madden, the free agent signing of Anthony Rendon, Shohei Otani, who's an international superstar. And there's, I don't want to say there's no buzz, because there's buzz, but there aren't a lot of people. They have Tempe Diablo, which is not too far from where the Cubs are. And it was just like, whatever. Just Now, what was cool is, is that I got credential, and I, I went specifically to talk with Joe. Because I haven't seen Joe. I've talked with Joe, but I haven't seen Joe since he parted ways with the Cubs. So I always like to, if I can, catch up with people that I enjoy. And you guys know how I feel about Joe Madden. So I went over there, I went to the ballpark, which I really like their view, their vista that they have. They're like right on the back of a mountain, and you can see it from the outfield. So, so what was cool is they said, yeah, the clubhouse is open, but everyone kind of got to the field when I got there. And I said, well, Joe talks at 10, right? Like and they said, yeah, we don't know where he's going to be. I said, all right, I'll just kind of follow the crowd and – I think I have a couple of friends who cover the Angels. So I was like, I'll look for them and see if they're here. There were maybe 20 people at Angels camp. This is before games had started, but I'll give you a contrast in a little bit. I watched them go through their fielding drills. They did something that I'd, I'd never seen before with pitcher fielding practice, PFPs, where they put a dummy at second base, and then the Angels pitchers would field ground balls and they throw them at second base trying to hit the dummy. And every time they would hit them, the guys would go, hey! I was enraptured by that. I just sat there and watched them do that for 10 minutes or so. It was great. I walk over to some of the backfields. What was really cool is the folks at the Angels said, if the clubhouse is closed, you can just follow the other reporters over to the backfields. And I was like, I can walk on the field? Man, no matter how great you think your lawn is, and your lawn is probably spectacular, there is nothing like the feeling of a major league manicured lawn. It feels so... I felt like Howie Long when he's talking about the Sketcher commercial. It's like a pillow for your feet or whatever it is, he says. I felt like I was walking on clouds. Like It's so great. So I took some pictures and I took a great little shadow picture of me on the field. And I was in heaven as someone who loves baseball and had uh, dreams 
of playing Major League Baseball to be on a major. It's not the first time I've been on a field. I've been on a field a lot, but you get reminded of that. Like when you come back to spring training and you're just out there and it's like, ah, oh, this feels great. This uh, this feels wonderful under my feet. So I did that, and then I went and saw Joe. Joe was holding a press conference. I try to often stay out of the way in press conferences unless I am covering a game. Beat reporters, columnists, talk show hosts have jobs to do, and I'm not here to interrupt those jobs, especially this isn't even my beat. It's a different thing if I show up at Bulls, Blackhawks, Bears, Cubs, or White Sox. Like, Theoretically, I am covering those teams every day. The Angels are not my team. So I let Joe hold court. I listened to his whole press conference, and I was in the back, and it's a small media contention. It was, you know, maybe 10 people or whatever that were there. He finishes, and then I kind of reveal myself. And we talked for 15 minutes. It was great. Gave me a big hug. We talked about his departure from the Cubs. And it's not anything that I would put on air other than to say it's clear that he wants to go in a different direction philosophically than what the Cubs want to do. And I don't think that there's any – I've come to the conclusion. I, I, I came to it pretty quickly. There are no bad guys in this. It's just – it was just an expiration and he wants to do things a little bit differently. And I'm starting to already like see some of the tweaks, Like he walked me around a little bit and said, look, this is what we're trying to do. These are the types of things that we want to put in. I, I asked him some questions about the Astros and it was just good to, to pick his brain and get his thoughts on things. And 15 minutes later, he gave me a hug. I was like, go back and do your job, man. I'm not, I don't want to get in the way of you doing your job. I will tell you this, Joe seems happy. He seems comfortable. He looks right in that Angels uniform. I think he loved his time with the Cubs, and he cherishes it, especially having a World Series ring. But I think he's at home. He he looks like a guy who's at home. And I think the Angels are going to be problematic this year. I think that they're going to contend for a wild card. Maybe if everything breaks right, they can win the AL West. But I see them in the wild card picture for a very, very long time. So I finished that. I'm like, I want to watch Mike Trout have batting practice, like that sort of thing. But I also want to get over to Sloan Park and go see what's going on with the Cubs. It's a whole different vibe, man. They sell out every game. In spring training over at the Cubs at Sloan Park, you pull in like there are streets blocked off like the whole night. And again, there are no games played at this point. When I got there, they were still a couple days away from playing games. I get there. There are literally hundreds of Cubs fans who are there watching batting practice. Maybe 20, 25 Angels fans, hundreds of Cubs fans. They roll deep. It's it's a, an amazing thing. Now, there's a lot of expats down there. You know, a lot of snowbirds who leave Chicago. They still love the Cubs or they love the White Sox. There's a Portillo's a mile away from the ballpark. There's a Herald's Chicken. I just found that out. One of my friends down there is like, you know they got a Herald's here now. And I was like, what? They do. So they roll deep. 
I saw Cole Wright. Cole's a friend of mine. I saw him doing his, one of his stand-ups for Marquee. Um, I actually got a chance to watch a little bit of Marquee because I was in Arizona. So on the MLB.com app, I was able to watch the first game that the Cubs played. It seems like a pretty good product. I mean, once the thing that, that they never had to worry about is if you're doing a, a game broadcast and you have Lynn Casper and, and Jim Deshays, you're, I don't even know how much the other stuff matters. And that's not a diss to, to everyone that's involved with that network. But the most important thing is the games. And if you get the games right, the rest of the stuff will figure itself out eventually. The contract stuff, I don't want to get into that, but I, I watched it while I was eating pizza Saturday night. And it is interesting, though, because it was raining balls Saturday morning, which was my time when I was going to go out to Camelback and go see the White Sox. And I'm like, do I? I'm on vacation, man. Do I really? Am I? Am I really doing this? Am I going to drive 30 miles or whatever in the pouring rain for them to tell me that the game against the Angels is canceled? And I went out there. And I'll I'll let me I'll get to that in a second. Let me get back to the Cubs. I'll get to the White Sox in momentarily. I'm watching batting practice. The one thing that I will tell you what I think is different from the way that Joe ran training camp versus the way that David Ross has runs training camp, spring training, sorry. I'm also in football mode because I've been doing a lot of draft stuff and combine stuff. There is a rigidity to it. The schedule is the schedule. They, they move quickly through stations. And I think that Rossi understands, like, hey, like we're not hanging out here. We're here to get work done. So let's get the work done, and then we can all go home. I also took away from being in his press conferences over two days while I was there. Rossi's not here for the play-play. <laughs> so I know you saw him on Dancing with the Stars. I know that you've seen him in the booth at ESPN. He's already got his in-uniform vibe back where he was a guy that wasn't afraid to get in your face. He was a guy that understands his role. He he is in charge, and he is good with telling you that he is in charge. He's good with telling those players that, that they're in charge. When I left Chicago, they were still kind of like up in the air on what was going on at leadoff, and then I got to see Chris Bryant, hear him talk a little bit about it, and they figured out, at least for right now, that they want to start the lineup with Bryant and then have Rizzo batting behind him. I think either way you go, like if you flip those guys, I'd be okay with it. I think Bryant is a better base runner than Rizzo, so having him at the top over Rizzo, like if, to me it's if it's a tie and it's pretty much a tie when you talk about those guys on base percentage, the tie goes to the runner, no pun intended. And Bryant in this case is the runner. So I am watching a a manager that is trying to put his stamp on the team. And I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. So that's the Cubs. But again, I am overwhelmed by how many Cubs fans just show up. They're just there. And it's pretty amazing. On to the White Sox. So I did that. Saturday morning, 
I get up early because I'm always up early and even on vacation. Although I will tell you, when I got back to Chicago, I did a better job of sleeping in because I didn't have anything to do until television stuff at night. I'm up early and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to White Sox? I know that they're going to cancel the game. Like a big part of the reason that I even went down to Arizona was so that I could go to Camelback Ranch and watch a game. First game of the season, it was going to be against the Angels. And I was like, this is great. I'll kill two birds with one stone. I'll go watch the White Sox and I'll talk with Joe. Well, when I talked with Joe on Thursday, Joe was like, I'm not going to Glendale. We've got a split squad. I'll be here in Tempe. And I was like, oh, bleep. Okay. So I'm glad that I went and saw Joe first because I would have been disappointed that I wasn't going to talk with Joe at the game. They have been talking about it in Arizona because they freak out about the rain there. And this was a real rain. Like, this wasn't just a shower. This were thunderstorms for a majority of the day. A lot of the Cactus League teams just canceled their games. Like, there's no reason we're not, we're not playing. The Cubs were supposed to play a day game on that Saturday, and it was supposed to be the launch of Marquee. They were not going to allow that day to go by without baseball, and they lucked out. There was a window the rain like just scattered probably by about four o'clock. It was so beautiful outside that I went for a run and I was like, oh, they're definitely playing. And they did. And it turned out to be a, a fun night for everyone involved at White Sox. They they as the people in baseball say banged the game early on. So I was inside the clubhouse and they were letting us know what was going on. There were a couple contract extensions like they had extended Aaron Bummer and a couple others, so we got a chance to, to talk to the higher-ups in the White Sox about that. That wasn't the most important thing that I thought about my experience at Camelback. The most important thing that I took from my time there were two observations. One was just me kind of watching how the lockers are set up, like the stalls, and there in Camelback, you have, you have Moncada, Robert Abreu, those three guys before you hit the doorway. So you have Robert right in the middle of Moncada and Abreu, and I think the it's a good place for him. I was joking with someone, I was joking with Andy Mazer, and he called it the nest. Like, that's a good place for a young player to be. Watch Jose Abreu do his thing, try to pick up some things from him. You have the, someone who has gone through being a highly touted prospect, in Moncada to your right, I think that that's a very valuable thing. The other thing that I will say is I've, I've been thinking about this for, for years and, and seeing how the demographics of baseball are changing. We need more Spanish-speaking reporters on the White Sox. Now, we're lucky. We have a couple. Russ Dorsey is, is fluent in Spanish. Rich King who's out in Arizona right now. I should actually talk with Rich. He's out in Arizona right now, like calling games for the White Sox, for WhiteSox.com. He's fluent in Spanish, but in Sierra will cover games. She is fluent in Spanish. We need more of that. Eventually, there are going to be a bunch of these guys that will speak, like Aloy is good about speaking in English, but I don't know if they should have to. I think it's incumbent upon us whether it's television stations, newspaper, or radio, to get more Spanish speakers inside the clubhouse. 
and I'm working on it. Like I understand a lot, but I can't have a conversation unless someone is super patient with me. I have I'm still in the process of translating things in my head and that's difficult to hold a conversation when you're doing that. I read it and write it better than I speak it. But it will it will be an important part of the coverage of the White Sox going forward to have people who speak Spanish cover that team. The other thing that I took away was I caught up with Tim Anderson. Now, Tim and I go back a little ways. We did an event for the White Sox, their Amateur City Elite program, a couple years ago. I like Tim. Tim seems to like me. I'm very happy that he was the AL batting champ. And I'm really happy that he has come out of his cocoon. If you go back to two years ago, while, yes, he was really confident, I remember saying about him, was it maybe four years ago, that he's really confident in his skills. But a couple years ago, when things weren't going as well as he would have liked for them to go, you saw him be a little bit more demure. Even the, the event that I did, the ace thing, he was more demure. He is... He is leaning into his personality right now. He is leaning into it. And I love it. There's a vibe of positivity about him that ruminates inside that clubhouse. And I hope that he is going to be able to continue to bring that level of energy in good times and in bad times. Because... There's a lot of expectation that goes on the White Sox right now, and and he's he's front and center with that. But just talking to him, you get the feeling that the guys in that clubhouse think they can win the World Series. And everyone in spring training kind of talks the talk of, well, why not us? Like that sort of thing. With the White Sox right now, the vibe I got being there for a couple of days is – they're not thinking small. Like they're they're thinking big, and their whole thing is we're gonna show you, we're gonna show you. And Tim really, really embraces the role of being the guy to bring everyone to the party. So I hope that that he is able to do that. And since there's been, you know, you see Robert hitting missiles and Aloy hitting missiles. I'm trying not to go too crazy about anything that I see on the diamond in spring because it's spring and there's a lot of stuff you never know are you hitting home runs off of a guy that was only going to throw fastballs because that's what he wanted to work on he wanted to work on his fastball command like that sort of thing but the vibe man the vibe is legit and i hope that they are as good as it, they seem to think they are because if they're anywhere close to how good they think they are this could be a really fun year on the South Side. I feel like I've already talked too long. I thank you for for listening to my ramblings on spring training. It was great. I, I had a wonderful time down there. Ate some good food. Bosa Donuts is a chain, but it's like my favorite. It's so good. And I had a, a maple buttermilk donut down there. That was amazing. So I'm looking forward to going back and seeing what's happened since then. I also have a couple more. I actually have a couple more stories. I guess I should share those, but I'll share them in another episode. I hung out with baseball writers. And uh, 
that was a, an interesting. I hung out with Gordon Wittenmeyer. And I'm not really the hangout dude. Like, I don't really go to bars. But I was at spring training, and that's what you do. And there was a, a Joe Boo with a Cubs helmet. I'll tell the story at a later date. This week, I promise, I'll tell it. And I'll put the picture up, too, on my Twitter or Instagram. At Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can follow me on both those places. I'm doing a lot of posting on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram... A lot of times when I'm out and about, if I'm out covering something or I'm at spring training or a Bulls game or whatever, I actually had a conversation with Jim Boylan. Um, we'll, we'll save that for another day. You've already given me enough with giving me 25 minutes of your time. I thank you. My show is on every day on The Score, Monday through Friday, from noon until 2. Please check it out. Thank you so much for listening to Loho Daily. Tell a friend about it. 